0: Welcome to Catch the Fire's Family Life Podcast. We are a family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. Each week we get into what God is doing among us, what he is saying through his word, and why we should be excited about where he's leading us. For more information about Catch the Fire and giving to support this ministry, check out our website and our Church Suite app.
1: Well, hello. Greetings. Hello. Welcome to another Family Life Podcast. Um, It is Sarah and Alistair here today. Hello Sarah. Hello Alistair. You're being very formal. (laughs) Sorry. It's been Tom and I the last couple of weeks, and um, usually about this point in, we're already on a tangent talking about something uh, that probably isn't interesting to anyone. Um, So, let's see if we go the same way, or whether (laughs) you do what you usually do, which is pull me back on track. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but I don't play, like... You probably talk about games and stuff. We don't or... talk about the games on the podcast. Oh, OK.
1: Well, not always. Um, so for those... You, it's probably a little while since you're on the podcast last, but yeah. um, for those who maybe uh, recognise the voice or know who you are, but don't know what your role is within the church, what what, what do you do in Catch Fire London?
0: OK, so I've been coming to Catch Fire since the beginning, really. Um... On and off, I used to come on Sunday evenings. Um, but a year and a half ago, um, the Lord moved me to Harrow, so it became my home church. Yay! Come on. That's been a long time coming. Yes, it has. Um, <laughs> so now you will see me there all day Sunday, probably, because mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, it's just great to hang out with everybody. Um, and um, and after I moved to Harrow, uh, church came knocking, uh, asking you know, sort of what would I like to do? And um, one of the things that you kindly suggested was doing leading in pastoral. And that really um, tied in with what the Lord had been saying to me about uh, the past season and what the new season was with me moving to Harrow. So, um, whereas before I had been feeding people physically, um, with, the, uh, food with the food bank that I'd started and, and the food club, um, which was very tiring, doing that physical, but but good. Um, and I had done that for seven years. And the Lord said to me, now in this new season, I want you to be feeding people spiritually. Hmm. So when you came and said to me about a pastoral role, I was like, there's the feeding people spiritually. There it is. So, um, so I was very excited. So uh, thank you for the opportunity oh, to... Um, to pastor people in the church and um, yeah i think it's i think we've done a lot since sort of january february time when wow. i
1: started what would you like pastoring is one of those phrases that could mean 25 things from your perspective what is it what what are some of the things it means some of the things it looks like
0: i think it's people wanting to maybe on their journey of um, of walking with the Lord with everyday life, um, they want to check in with somebody who maybe have a bit more life experience um, and um, who will help them on that journey. Either if it's about an issue, a particular issue that they might be struggling with mm. um, within their lives. Um, or it might be something in the in the, the the Bible or something, or something that the Lord's put His finger on that they need to address. So it's not something that they would need specifically to go on a healing mission or whatever to yeah, yeah. To, to get it. But they just need someone who sort of says, "Oh, like you know, I've I've got this." Um, you know, I, I've been having a, a problem with, uh, you know, maybe with my brother, I've been not talking to him for a while, you know, we've had this disconnect, yeah. you know, w- you know, what can I do to, I, you know, I really feel that the Lord's saying to me that we should reconnect, how do yeah. I go about that type yeah. of thing, so. Um,
1: and I think one of the things that's, that's interesting, implicit in what you're saying is, um, pastoring isn't necessarily uh, implementing yourself as a as a cog in that person's the machine of their life mm. where like if you are removed then suddenly their life crumbles or stops working. I think sometimes uh, the language about pastoral care can can almost be like if you're not being pastored by someone you're sort of like a lost sheep who's who's got nobody looking after them and you know the pastoring obviously one of the roots from that is the, is the word shepherd. Yeah. Um, and we 're all under the flock, you know Jesus is our pastor, absolutely in the church, my senior pastor is my pastor, and the people I invite in to mentor me will pastor me, and I will run alongside people who will give me pastoral care sometimes, or I might go for one off meetings about a thing um, but I think I think my experience in kind of hearing what you 're saying as well. Just reminds me that it can be multiple things mm. it should never be uh, somebody should be taking the place of god it no absolutely right um but we do it you know and yeah we the, do the the, uh, the lead course that we refilmed that we're about to re-release um there's a whole sort of uh 20 minute video on not accidentally taking god's place in someone's mm. life not being so good as a carer that you end up uh being the on call, back and call, person that they get in touch with every single time mm. something goes wrong. Because mm. then you've moved over from pastoring and you've moved into something else yeah. that's, that's worrying. Um,
0: and I think as family, you know, we're you know, as a church, you know, we. Uh, modelling family and I feel like sometimes maybe I'm sort of like an aunt or somebody yeah. that you know favoured aunt who always has the wise maybe advice yeah. and um, like you know you would sort of go to and when you've got an issue you know or I'll, I'll, I'll just go and see that aunt and, and she'll tell me she'll put me right yeah. and, and then I can you know yeah. go away and do do whatever you know she might yeah. have suggested or whatever so uh, you know it's that type of role and sometimes obviously it would be a bit deeper and, and depending on people Needs, um, but um, but it's but it's it's really um, a privilege to be invited into people's mm. lives yeah. to be able to offer that um, pastoral support to them on their journey. And I know of key people that you know did it for me when I first came back to faith and things. And um, you know I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if they hadn't yeah. been able to pour into me yeah, and yeah. put me <laughs> on the straight and narrow Absolutely. with quite a few different things. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah so so that's really effectively what what we've um what i'm doing and we're growing
1: that a number of ways you know catch fire london's a it's a family that encounters god's transforming presence and extends the kingdom that's that's why we're here um to do the family part it means getting yourself in a ignite group and if there isn't one then starting one it's uh you know not rushing off at the end of the surface chatting to someone building a relationship It's uh, taking advantage, we've just got these pastoral chats that are starting once a month yeah. where you can book in a slot, come and sit down, talk with someone for half an hour on the team and just get a perspective to help you move along the next journey. We've got Inner Healing, um, Immersion Days. There's so many different ways in which you can uh, draw on that relational care. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the four stages of the lead course for me, but I think it's really what we do. We, we love people like Jesus. We want to empower them to own their own lives. We want to get them activating relationships and friendships around them for yeah. support and we direct people to God. Like that's, yeah. we don't take the place of God. No. We don't um, restrict people's relationships. We, we want people to feel empowered to be living a life where their relationship with God is real, really hot and going somewhere yeah. and, um, and we get to come together as a family and celebrate each other. So that's kind of a whistle stop tour I think of pastoring what i wanted just to do because we're we're uh we're going to try and do a slightly shorter podcast today because we've done some slightly longer ones (laughs) that would surprise you to know that tom and i have just gone on um i wanted to just read ephesians 2 because i think this kind of taps in a little bit to to what we were talking about and we've been very slowly going through ephesians 2 but we we kind of got up to verse 11 so i'm going to read this out and then we'll we'll just dig into it for a few minutes So don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. You did not know the covenant promise God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope but now you've been united with Christ Jesus once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ.
0: Well, what version's that?
1: That was um, the New Living. Oh, uh, ah. Yeah. Which I usually read oh, the ESV. Oh, I love and the New, anyway, uh. the, uh, the New Living was my old Bible. Ah. Um, and I try and update one every 10 years do you and um so I got an ESV but the new living I was it's it's got a nice flow to it yeah you know? I like
0: the new living um
1: it, and it uses the word behold quite a lot less you know? oh yeah Jesus stood before the disciples behold I had the bread of life you know
0: yeah <laughs> so, so. I'm I'm a bit of an NIV girl really okay. so but I do I, I mean I love the passion translation as well at the moment and and the message
1: but I do like yeah I think you've uh, got to have a solid a solid, um, accurate translation uh, for for study, for preaching, um, and for things like for, for, for things like that. But having the paraphrases, the message, the passion, and others can help bring alive some of the the the, the wider meaning um, and yeah. can can bring it alive sometimes emotionally in the yeah way you might need it too
0: so one of the things that you just read out there was um it said about the for the gentiles it said um affecting the body not the heart yes yeah. yeah. that was yeah, just yeah. what spoke yeah. to me yeah and you know we're all about the heart and yeah. I, you know the father's all about the heart yeah. and um you know that covenant promise that the blood will change our hearts yeah because you know um, without that change we can't be Jesus' hands and feet yeah. we can try but we need that heart heart connection yeah. and with people as well how can we in a pastoral capacity how can we if we don't have Jesus' heart we can't show that compassion that empathy that understanding with mm-hmm. people we can't Obviously, we can't get into their lives, but but we can have that that yeah, connection absolutely together.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: thank you, Jesus, for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I think that was something um, in the in the timeline of this podcast. We just Saturday gone. We had a pastoral training day mm-hmm. um, where we were uh, we brought some amazing guys from Mercy um, uh, to come down a ministry that does a lot of training in these areas. And, you know the stuff they were talking about was hard stuff you know it was life controlling issues it was addictions it was um you know how to help people uh who who in many ways can't be helped yet or won't allow themselves to be helped yet yeah. and you know everything from that to suicide and and all the rest of it and um i, I think in in every one of those cases um a heart connection needs to be built between that person and God, and that person and another person. Yeah, um, trust has to be restored. And um, uh, one of the uh, one of the things I took from from the book, The Cure, um, was uh, one of the de- definitions of humility. Just one of them could be tr- trusting God and others with me. Mm. and this is this is a, this is a part of humility of trusting God and others with me and that that is a that is a heart connection that needs to happen there and I think in our in our pastoral care, you know when we're talking about building family as a church um it's really uh, trying to create a, a context and a culture where you can have a heart connection with God and it be safe because you know he's a good father he's not gonna, he's not going to beat you. And also you can have a good and safe context to build a relationship with another person, knowing that um, you both have the love of God in you. And so you can, you can afford to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, living in a big city like we do, it's, you can't always afford to be vulnerable with people because you can't, uh, you know, there are a lot of hurting people out there who will uh, not know how to treat another human heart yeah. well and we've all experienced it. So yeah. it's interesting for me just reading that verse, um, you know, the, the heart, I'll, re- I'll just read that again. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected their, heart, their bodies and not their hearts. I think that heart side of things jumps out at me a lot there. Um, mm. And I think just the idea of being an outsider, you know, that, that jumped out at me right, yeah. right up as well. I mean one of the good
0: things that I mean one of the amazing <clears throat> excuse me um things that the girls who were training us on Saturday said um she said uh which had a profound effect on me was about people she was talking about people and she said broken crayons can still color mm yeah 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 broken yeah, crayons yeah. can still color and still. that's like us yeah. you know sometimes we're broken but we're still we can still survive and things and and and, you know we are still full of color and and i think that's just so important that um it is to uh recognize those issues that come up in our lives and um sharing it with someone that you trust um and uh even just sometimes just sharing it in the act of sharing with someone you actually will maybe even come to your own conclusion yeah of how you actually deal with that situation yeah. but it's being able to obviously you take it to, to God in prayer and and all of that but actually sharing with another human being actually mm. vocalizing it yeah sometimes you will come back with the answer for yourself and you yeah. will understand maybe what you've got to do for your with your issue or whatever yeah
1: no I, I, I think that's I think that's very that's very true and you know I'm not gonna i'm i'm really conscious that we're looking at a verse in ephesians and we're sort of making it we're scaffolding it onto a pastoral discussion and this is about you know the circumcision the old, the covenant uh the the grafting in of the gentiles so you know like i i understand that that's what this verse is about um but there's something about the uh the being being an outsider and then being brought in is something that i think everybody can experience regardless of um, of whether you're an outsider because of failure or poverty or whether you're an outsider because of um, because of success or because you know favor has happened to you but you you you're excluded from relationship because of it um, you can be an outsider because you're the only one of your friends who got married you could be an outsider because you're the only one of your friends who has got kids you can be an outsider because you're the only one of your friends who doesn't have kids you know like there's there's almost it doesn't seem like there's any um, categorization where you can't where a person couldn't feel like they're on the outside of something
0: and that happens throughout your life even yeah, look at my course. age you know I mean I, I I felt an outsider when my husband passed yeah. you know I became a widow which actually from a biblical point of view you get a favor because yeah. God really loves the widows yeah. and he looks after us and he has done yeah. um, but on the other side of it the flip side of it I didn't get invited to dinner parties mm, anymore. Couples yeah, yeah. didn't, you know, didn't ring me up and say, "Do you want to go out for a yeah, drink yeah, anywhere?" Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. was a really hard time. So yeah. it, it's interesting when you say about about that.
1: Yeah, but I, I guess just to round us out, um, one one of the phrases I've said more than any in Catch Fire when I'm speaking to a new person is, "In this family, everybody came from somewhere," um, and. The only people who have grown up inside this church are about sort of two foot tall um, because they were they, they're babies you know they've only just this is all they know but everyone all the rest of us have either come from no church or very specific denomination or from far from God or you know in a good place but we're looking for something specific, something more and so we're not we're not a church family because we've had a building on this site since the 1800s. <laughs> And There's a post office and a pub and a church and this is the culture of the village to come to this church With that's that's not there's no diss against those But mm. that's not what Catch Fire London is. It's a collection of people who are hungry and desperate for God who want to encounter his Transforming presence want to be a family want to extend the kingdom want to take the city of London want to Spread it around the, the globe. That's yeah. that's who Amen. we are um, but we all came as outsiders at one point or another yeah. so I guess just to, to, to round this up, probably there's, there's two, two consequences that, that could come from this. One, either someone's listening and they think, you know what, I feel like an outsider. I'm, yeah. I'm not in yet. Well, how do I get in? And the second one could be, I'm listening. I feel part of the family. Um, I know that there's going to be people I'm sat next to on a Sunday or people in my small group or somebody I chatted to last week who doesn't feel in how can I how can I integrate myself how can I help somebody else yeah because if the answer is I'll just get Stu to speak to them I'll get Tom to speak to them then we're in a we're in a we're in a dead end Hmm. how do we as a family Sarah uh how how do you join into our church and make this your home how do you help someone else join in
0: have a conversation with somebody Say hello. We have a connections team, they'll point you in the right direction, go on church suite, sign up, join an Ignite group. Uh, The thing is, everything is around, It it is in information in the church suite, so we have um, Ignite groups that are near you, hopefully, if not, maybe you want to start one, so talk to um, Kate about starting an Ignite group. Come on our Immersion Day, I think the next one's on the 17th.
1: It might be the 30th. I think oh, it's the okay, maybe number. the dates
0: changed. Okay. Okay. Well, no whatever, whenever. Look on Church Street. <laughs> Go look on Church Street. Um, so come on, on Ignite. You know, uh, sorry, on a immersion day, and um, you know we'll help you take that step into the family, into yeah. our values, yeah. into your journey with God, wherever you are. And there's one, two, and three of those. Yeah. So um, hopefully, you know, you'll have yeah. see progression. School of Ministry. School of Ministry, um, which I think the next one will be in January now, yeah. won't Heart they? Schools
1: coming. About halfway through now.
0: Exactly. We've got so much going on. We've got the um, next conference that's coming up at yeah. St. Peter's uh, in Hammersmith.
1: St. Paul's Hammersmith. Paul yeah, that's Sorry. Uh, Get the Joshua right Mills, David Wagner... Uh, catch Fire World Music Chris and Summer Shealy, come down Steve to a club. yeah
0: come on a conference come and come and experience a conference yeah. with us if you've not done that already um, and if you need pastoral support of any sort whatsoever and you're not actually connected yet come on one of our next pastoral chats which might be the actual 17th which maybe is the reason why I've yeah. um, got all my dates around the wrong way um, but again that's on Church Suite um, but if you want to chat to me or the pastoral team, we do have badges, you will see um, on a Sunday. um, We have slightly different colour badges um, and uh, we're a small team, but chat to one of those and they'll be floating normally around the back of church um, and uh, you can always just just say to them, would you like a word at the end of the service? They'd be happy to chat to you. um, Book a pastoral chat. Or if you really need us, you can ring the office and we'll yeah. make an appointment to see you if we can and when we can.
1: Yeah. Is that, and we, is that yeah, right? <laughs> that's good. That's good. I think we want... Empowering is a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, uh, it doesn't help doing sort of uh, spoon feeding people. Um, uh, the vision I think that I, I had a little while ago was of a big long table. Uh, that was full of food, you know, like a really like a posh restaurant buffet mm. and there a big stack of plates on one end and some waiters around the side of the building um, Of the room and it was very obvious Come get your plate and go fill up and it was an accessible and an abundant table And that's kind of what I feel Catch Fire London's meant to be mm. um, It's all available come and fill your plate yeah. and if you don't know what things are one of the waiters will come and yeah. you know talk you through it and we'll, we'll, we'll engage in that story um and i think that's what we want to say hey look we're we're a family and you know when i when i uh when i went first time i hung out with my now wife's family and i think it was a christmas meal or something that we we, we went to i felt part of the family when i started helping prepare the meal yeah. I started laying the table aside, yeah. you know, and, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm included, I'm part of this now. And there's something, um, I, I think we we perhaps undervalue service because it, it kind of has the, it feels like it's a bit of a, um, it can, feel, I'm just going to be honest, it feels like it'd be a con, be, be. Connecting our family by serving, by mm. doing a job, by moving chairs. And you're like, are you, <laughs> is that connecting in the family, yeah. or are you just trying to con me into doing a job? But to be honest, like my mother in law asking me to lay the table, I now feel like I'm part of that family meal. Obsidian. I'm not just the invited guest. This is now, I am invested in it. And you know, you have chats when you're putting chairs out, you have chats when you're standing on the connections team door and wondering. You know, oh, you know. I wonder who's coming along tonight. You have chats when you're uh, setting up fire kids and setting it down. And so, um, if you're not serving, get involved in something. Meet yeah. some new people.
0: And the thing is, as well, if if you see anybody wandering around like they don't know where anybody or whatever. And and you know they're looking a bit lost, or they're not, you know, maybe they're here for the first time and they're looking a little nervous. You know, go up to them, speak to them. You know, step out. It's your church too. Absolutely, yeah. and um, and and welcome them in. Um, and and if you are also, I uh, you know, as much as we talk about church suite as well, i um, there's some brilliant organisations out there to help you, like Cruise for bereavement, Mind for mental health. Um, we do have on the website. I, sorry.
1: Yeah, restoring the, foundation, restoring sort of the that,
0: foundations, restoring the foundations, that type of thing. Um, on our on our web page under pastoral, you will find there's a page there's Stew's five keys to um, to pastoral support and and what God's doing in your life, yeah. which should help you. Yeah. We've got a list of different organisations for whatever issue you might be facing yeah. that should help you too. Um, but if you really want need that, that interaction with someone, that one to one, come and chat with us and. Yeah. We'll be happy to point you in the right direction and yeah. and give you a hug. I mean, that's what we do—is we hug people. Yeah. So you might be—you just need a hug for today. So, yeah. I know. I know it does the world for me. World. World of good for me sometimes. And so, um, yeah, I'm sure it. Uh, hopefully, it does for other people too. So, uh,
1: yeah. Come, come and just have a hug. Come on. Well, Sarah, thank you for coming and chatting to us about your role and what you do. That's, that's okay. Really thank you. Um, and for anyone who's listening, I, just, I want to redraw draw attention just as. Uh, we land it um how are you doing on the trusting god and others with you um, where are you at with that what's today's uh journey step what's today's growth step uh what's the father putting on on your heart regarding your trust for him and your trust of other people that's a challenge that's to go away with i will ponder with that
0: yeah me too
1: well bless you have an amazing rest of the week and we'll see you on sunday
0: bye, bye everybody bye